0: Today's sponsor is Gamefly, where you can find over 8,000 new releases as well as classic games available to rent for a low monthly fee. Sign up to get a free month at GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 75. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is David Cyberfunk Tate. Oh, uh, that's, a, that's <laughs> a fun nickname. What is yeah, it's uh, what's like, that all about? It's like cyberpunk, but like, you know, funky. <laughs> is that my dancing name? Because you <laughs> guys all be. have your dancing I thought, but names. But I thought you were Norwegian Thunder.
1: Oh, you're right. I am. I sure am. Norwegian <laughs> Thunder. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for that introduction, Adam. Amazing at giving nicknames. Reading.
2: Ah, I uh, appreciate. that.
1: I may have given you a nickname similar to that before, but you know i don't know if anyone would remember anyway so it's fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right and joining us later on today's show is super special guest tim soray the developer Woo! director of the gorgeous looking upcoming pixel art sci-fi adventure action game the last night
1: yeah adam so, how on earth did you get this interview by the way
0: uh, <laughs> well you'll hear about it a little bit um uh during the interview <laughs> but okay. yeah uh just a, a couple of years of just uh chatting with tim kind of uh became pals a little bit on the interwebs chums, chums you, and, you might say yeah and then uh yeah here we are here we are today we have a, a an exclusive yeah. interview um yeah i really hope he excited. talks about
1: a lot of stuff that we haven't heard yet because yeah. i want to know about i want to know everything about this game the last night it looks amazing so
0: i know i'm, I'm super jazzed for this game so yeah um yeah so anyway I don't know if you've heard about this little podcast called the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast, which comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you playing at?
1: What are you <laughs> playing at, David? <laughs> you know, what? I was actually thinking, first of all, where is Mike? Oh, Mike? <laughs> Mike's not We here. didn't even acknowledge the fact that he's missing. <laughs> You know, we, I we're know. just we're just writing him out of the show. Right? He's
0: gone. Mike, Mike's dead to us. No, it's uh, we we had to record on a Wednesday rather than uh, the typical Thursday, and it mm-hmm. happens to be Mike's wife's birthday. So, yeah, no uh, no go for Mike on the mm. the pod and tonight. And
1: you know, I don't know what it is about California and birthdays, but you guys seem to take them a lot more seriously than like people over here do I, I i my last birthday i like bought a bottle of tequila and had a couple friends over and had a really mellow low-key i know people don't associate a tequila with low-key but we we're adults <laughs> we're responsible we don't go like crazy but uh uh we just had like a low-key like chill, yeah, chill chill night chill and that's it but you you guys have like birthday weeks and well stuff.
0: I, I don't think mike does birthday week but i oh man okay the, i thought maybe the was Reddings, a california thing the redding family we definitely do uh <laughs> we do some birthday week it's glorious when it's your birthday week and when it's everyone else's birthday week oh man god help you it's a lot Cause of they, work because they're like oh my feet hurt i need my feet rubbed <laughs> and all, after that could you get me a, a drink a cold beverage from the fridge <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, but but you know when it comes around to your turn man is the greatest thing on the in on the planet so
1: yeah you know if you want to be treated like a king you have to sometimes treat others as such exactly so, you you must you first be the servant of all oh oh nice uh See? so there i was go. gonna say since mike's not here mm-hmm. and i always go first how about you
0: go first this time okay all right yeah, yeah. What, what am i playing at yeah what are uh, you playing at my good man yeah so we'll probably keep the the front part of the show here a little bit abbreviated um hit some what are we playing hit some tweets some news stories not in that order um because we're on the street tim has a lot
1: to talk about
0: yeah because uh the interview is going to run pretty long it's a pretty beefy in-depth interview and i love it um so oh yeah yeah that being said what am i playing at um all right so night in the woods I finally finished Night in the Woods. Um, oh loved, wow, nice! Uh, yeah, I loved that game. It was so good. Um, so, just to get in, not spoilery at all, because I know probably a lot of people haven't played it yet. Um, uh, the the game, of course, it's a you know a very amazing art style to it. Uh, great aesthetic there. Um, musically, really cool. I loved Alex's music or Alec Alex Alec music. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and um, yeah. So I mean, just. As far as all that goes, you know, top-notch. The writing was really funny, really good. Um, Mm -hmm. And I loved that it starts out in this very, like, laid-back, very, uh, you know, just kind of wandering around, adventure game, talking to people type thing. And then there's these weird Uh little mini-games, you know? Um, And that being the case, you know, like, you, you kind of get into this rhythm. And so when the game gets... Like, later in the game, it, like, again, no spoilers, but it gets very Twin Peaks in a lot of ways. Like, oh. really bizarre, but in an awesome way. So, um, huh. yeah, I I definitely, uh, definitely recommend it. There's a lot of different, uh, like you said on a previous episode, hashtag real talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, just about, you know, there's a lot that it kind of delves into, uh, you know, depression or you know not knowing what you're doing with your life or mm-hmm. uh family fights and stuff like this that like you don't often see tackled in games and so i really love yeah. it for those reasons too okay um but other than that i mean just a fun game just laid back like when i would get home from work kind of stressed or whatever i would just pop on night in the woods and just relax the music's really chill um fantastic so so it is uh, relaxing
1: despite the sort of heavy topics it sometimes tackles then
0: yeah for sure so it's 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 both funny and sad, uh, but not, like, make you cry sad. Is it sad. like that
1: Mad World song? I find it kind of funny. I find <laughs> it kind of sad. Is, it, is that is,
0: Night in the Woods? It's exactly that. Oh, you wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, really good. Uh, loved it. So, I got to say, burrito rating for Night in the Woods. Ooh, oh, yeah. Four out of five burritos.
1: Okay. All so right. A, that's a very, that's a very strong. Solid. Yeah. Very
0: strong score for Night in the Woods. It finished yeah. strong. Um I would say if you're if you're playing the first few hours and you're like, what what's going on here? You know, uh you know, it takes a little while to blossom, I would say. Just okay. you know, stick with it. Stick with it. Don't don't you give up because the best is yet to come. That's what I say. Yeah. Don't stop believing. Don't stop you know? believing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, fun uh, fact that the guy who wrote that song follows me on Twitter, just, just throwing that out there. What the guy who yeah, the guy from Journey who wrote "Don't Stop Believing" follows me on Twitter. I don't know why. <laughs> I,
0: I, don't, I didn't he's, ask. He's a big fan of the show, you know. I, maybe, big, big maybe fan. we
1: have to try to get him on.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also I've been playing Resident Evil Seven some more. Ooh. Um, not in VR this time because the the headset yeah. is is gone. But. And you haven't uh, tricked him. I mean, asked him to leave it at your apartment Yeah, no, yet, or actually, house. you know what's funny is uh, it was here for a while, and I was kind of too scared to play it in VR. So, <laughs> SMH, Adam, SMH, know, as the I kids know. say. I, but I, I love it in in regular mode as well. So it's uh, it's really good. I'm regular R R R regular R yeah regular R. I just got to the, <laughs> I guess the old house. I guess you would call it. Right on the okay. water, mm-hmm. so that that probably if pe- for people yeah. who've played it, you know, you know where. Yeah, that I is. know where that is, and so uh, that's a uh, man such a good game. I'm loving it. So um, I I had played a couple of hours of it a while back, and then you know took a couple of months <laughs> off and uh-huh. was playing other things, Horizon, and you know other things. So yeah, I, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, I hope this isn't like too hard to get back into. Um, okay, but. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I, I just kind of looked at the controls and after a few minutes after I died once or twice <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, now I know how to play this game again. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I have recently experienced that with a game. Um, oh, horizon zero Dawn. I'll, I'll get into that later, but I just wanted to say like, after no, you playing, can you go Zelda- ahead. I'm, I'm done. Oh, I'm you're done. All done. Okay. So yeah. I've been playing horizon zero Dawn. I've been doing some chill streams, which, yeah. uh, I, I hadn't been talking and just been chatting like, uh, with text Uh, Mm -hmm. to people that were watching but i think i've decided for my next chill stream i'm gonna just have my mic on but muted most of the time and then if someone says something i'll respond but otherwise i'm not gonna like sit there and think of things to say and that's kind of the the chill stream is like if you want to talk that's fine but otherwise i'm just kind of hanging back and playing the game but so i jumped back into horizon zero dawn Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. and
1: uh i had been playing zelda And oh my gosh, Horizon Zero Dawn is impossible to play after playing (laughs) Zelda, at least for me, because like the like I completely forgot that in every other video game you can't just climb anywhere you want to. Oh yeah. (laughs) So like I like saw a mountain, but the place I wanted to go was beyond the mountain, and I was like, all right, no problem, just climb over the mountain, easy. And I like got up to the mountain, and then she starts like bouncing off the the wall. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then like, oh right, you can't climb the mountain. Yeah, you don't. Then, you
0: don't so much climb in that game as hop. I hop yeah. many mountains.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I, so I did discover there are some places where the mountains are like designed in a way where you can actually hop up platforms and just get lucky and you know kind of <laughs> rock climb that way. Um, but I I totally forgot to even look for. Like I was just I would just run by yellow handholds in the in the wall because i just wouldn't think that i needed them because i again i was coming from zelda and uh you know i had like this this little debate with friends like man i just wish all open world games had zelda like controls and then friends started saying like well you can't even compare breath of the wild and horizon zero Dawn they're totally different games really
0: spawned a whole debate yeah
1: (laughs) and uh, i actually did i don't have it open but i did a poll uh, where I was like, hey, are Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn similar enough to compare, you know, like kind of one-to-one? And for the longest time, that poll was like, was neck and neck. Like there yeah. was no, uh, there, but then it like slowly toward the end, no. So the answer, the, quest, the choices were yes or no. Are they close enough, similar enough to... Uh, uh to compare and toward the at the very end 56 percent of you said no and 44 yeah, percent said yes. it was kind of so. funny
0: because i voted at first i voted yes that they were similar enough to compare and then as i thought about it more i was like well horizon really is an rpg and zelda is more of a action adventure uh with rpg elements uh, and so it's uh-huh. they're really close in that way but I think the emphasis is different in Zelda, and so it's more on the exploration, the puzzles, and the you know, yeah. all that stuff. So I, well, I think, yeah. So uh,
1: technically, didn't we say Wikipedia listed Horizon as an RPG? Yeah, and it was listed Zelda as an action adventure, and yes. so that that's a pretty big difference right there. So. I like, mean, because think... Link doesn't really level, you know. Like he just he gets right. better gear, but that's not he doesn't have like a leveling system with perks that he upgrades and stuff. And that's sort yeah. of like the definition of RPG.
0: So. Yeah, all that stuff is kind of under the hood, I think, in Zelda. So yeah,
1: yeah. So so uh, Ze- um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, mm-hmm. Also. Uh, I'm sure this is one of our news stories. Maybe it's not, but our, the PSN August games, the free PS Plus oh, yes. games, I do came have this out. in the news. Okay, and I've been playing one of those games heavily. Hey, uh, Just out. Cause 3, very oh, fun. Nice. I've been loving I loved Just Cause 2. Like, it's just a big, dumb action movie, but in a game form. Yeah. Uh, like, you, I almost wish there was like Arnold Schwarzenegger DLC where you could just play as Arnold, because it, <laughs> it just kind of feels like that kind of movie you know what i mean like it's just over the top you're riding around on the top of an airplane with a machine gun shooting stuff you know what i mean like at one point you're literally riding on top of an airplane you have an rpg that has unlimited ammo and you can just blast (laughs) away and it is just so much fun
0: yeah, I love um, like you can just like hook shot onto a helicopter and then just like wingsuit down and like <laughs> jump into a tank and then just start blasting stuff. Like, yeah, it's so it's I love that they have embraced like that ridiculous over the top action movie feel and uh, and just gone for it. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: it is. It's amazing. So just played a little bit of that. Uh, also, I've been playing Heroes of the Storm again. I don't oh, know why. Look out. You I were just was just feeling like, a little bit hot I was just, just feeling a little hotsey. And also I've been playing Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Of course. Which is one of my favorite games of the year so far. There's that's no awesome. I'm never gonna beat it. So at some point I'm gonna have to review it. Because you can't beat Player Unknowns Battleground. You can maybe maybe beating it is like the first time I ever come in first, and I get I that, think, chicken, yeah, that sweet I think sweet chicken, you, chicken dinner.
0: Yeah, if you get that sweet, sweet chicken dinner, then maybe uh, I feel like you could probably give it a burrito rating at that or okay. a pizza pizza rating
1: oh yeah for me it would be pizza rating but uh, it was fun um when adam skyped in just now because we we record this over skype a little little lifted up lift in the veil there Mm -hmm. uh, i was still playing a match and i was actually able to share my screen with him over skype and he got to watch a little bit of my my game and uh i I killed one dude right or no he just killed me i had just killed someone when you when you started oh yeah 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 i don't know there's just something so visceral about the game and like Griffin McElroy tweeted the other day that PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is his game of the year right now. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, a lot of other people, Handwitches3D, which is, um, he's been on our show. The the guy who works at... Uh, um, Dylan. Uh, uh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally from, from Telltale. Yeah, from Telltale. Thank you so much. Um Yeah he put it as he you know people have been tweeting their top 5 games of all time right now mm-hmm. and player unknown's battlegrounds is number 5 on that list for him right now so that's yeah, pretty wild the, the game is it's i don't even know what it is that's so addictive about it but it's so good and yeah. um, i
0: think well it's that risk of permadeath right it's, it the stakes are so high in every match like yeah. mentally and they just um, have
1: this really like this uh this really like satisfying feedback loop where you start out you hop in, you don't know what's going to happen. You have to find loot and like finding the loot. You're like, you know, if you, if you, now I've lately I've been landing with where other people are landing on purpose because I kind of want that like pressure. I got to find a gun. I got to find a gun, you know, because yeah. st- I used to like target like really remote areas of the map thinking, you know, hoping no one would go there, but it's yeah. kind of more fun when you hear the footsteps around you and you have to like find something fast or, yeah you know you're you you're out of luck so uh yeah so <laughs> anyway awesome. i i'm having a great time with that yeah I'm, I'm
0: really looking forward to the xbox one release of that definitely uh definitely want to try it out soon
1: yeah i hope i hope it comes out soon who knows i mean the game's not even fully released on PC yet, so we don't right, know yeah. when the Xbox One one is coming. So I think
0: it, I think I read somewhere that's already sold like five million copies of the early access. <laughs> like, yes, that's insane, that's cra-
1: and that's only PC. It's only yeah. on PC right now.
0: Yeah, so that's crazy. That
1: game's going places. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I've been playing. All right, all right. Yeah, so-
0: yeah. It is now time for the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Fortnightly News Wrap Up. The news, <laughs> yes, indeed. That's, so, how <laughs> that's how you say it. That's how you say it. All right. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to highlight a couple of notable indie releases here at the top of the news. So first off, Super Giant Games has re- finally released Pyre um and of course Supergiant oh, yeah. of of bastion and transistor fame uh two of of my favorite games of the last few years <laughs> yeah. um and so i can't Pyre, help but notice
1: you didn't mention that in your list of games you've been playing
0: yeah so i haven't picked it up yet i right. really i really want to get it um it's uh it's one of those games that i i know i will play um it's also kind of a weird game for Supergiant. um like just yeah, okay I'd so first like off basketball game so first off, yeah, it's 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 like almost like a sports game. That's but, weird, <laughs> but set in this amazing fantasy world where basically uh, they've they've developed this game and this massive twenty-hour campaign. It's about four times the size of their other two games. Oh wow! Um, but basically, yeah, you, you there's all these colorful characters and um, you know there's various uh, upgrades and all this kind of stuff that they're known for, um, but. Yeah, you're essentially you're you're playing in this game and it's part of the trials and so you've been exiled from the commonwealth and you you're in this other part of the world where it's like all the exiled, you know, trash and the only way to win your freedom uh-huh. or win your way back to society is to compete in these games. And so that's kind of where the story okay. part of it comes in. Yeah, I was kind so, of
1: wondering how where how in the world is it like basketball? Like what how how does that work in the story, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not modern times or any of that stuff
0: yeah so i mean it it looks like really like a really cool game i i know you can do uh couch co-op as well so you can do two players on the game so um i i wonder if we could use the old trick where you you do share play um and so you could so we could play you know uh, couch co-op quote-unquote but yeah like you know across yeah, the i think nation. that would work
1: uh, unfortunately i am completely uninterested in this game <laughs> oh
0: okay <laughs> so uh, i think so it looks awesome um, <laughs> but yeah it's it's definitely one i'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt on because I, it. on paper i you know sports games are not really my bag but unless the, it's like uh, nba
1: jam which is a basketball game so yeah i don't know
0: <laughs> so but yeah there's know. combat built into the the actual game mechanics as well So, uh, I think, uh, it's probably one more like one of my favorite sports games of all time, arch rivals, where you can punch the other dude and steal the basketball. (laughs) (laughs) What what system was that on? It was an arcade game back in the day. I think it was on the NES or the Genesis back in the old days. Yeah. it sounds anyway. amazing <laughs> but yeah um another notable indie release tacoma so that's from fulbright the creators of gone home tacoma has finally come out oh. uh, a- as of this recording yeah uh, griffin first, first
1: person, tweeted about that too
0: yeah so it's first person uh, exploration story um you know walking simulator kind of um it's based in a space station looks really cool um yeah it does and if fulbright they're really really great at like atmospheric storytelling you know of course uh, some of that team came from the bioshock 2 team uh oh. and then of course they had gone home and yeah so it, i'm definitely looking forward to, to tacoma that's on xbox um one and uh, is it Steam PC as well i think yeah so. it's
1: on steam it's on pc and mac actually Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at a trailer of it right now. It looks, it does look really cool. I think this might be the first walking simulator uh, simulator I play. Yeah. It just looks, it just looks very cool.
0: Yeah. It does. It looks really good. So yeah, I definitely want to try out both of those games, but it's kind of, it's one of those things where I'll probably wait until maybe the price drops a little bit or until my pile of backlog games is not quite (laughs) so teeteringly tall. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Speaking of which, have you talked about your backlog of shame uh streams are you doing that anytime soon oh that- so
0: i i missed i kind of missed my window while the family was out of town so oh. I, I, i'll probably i still want to do it but it's going to be postponed so okay. yeah well I, I know many people looking
1: forward to that whole throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> i just love the
0: imagery of that i can't wait to see so yeah how that soon, all plays out <laughs> soon and very soon I, i'll probably have to shoot some different segments that are like not part of the stream and then we'll edit them in. I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, so one of the, I kind of want to double back to player unknowns, uh, battlegrounds real quick. So it, it oh, yeah. currently there's a new story kind of floating around the last fortnight, uh, that it now holds the record for the number one concurrent player count of any non valve game on steam. Yeah.
1: Which is a hilarious, <laughs> side note that they have to add non-valve because yeah like, because there's no there's no beating valve <laughs> dota 2 dota 2 and counter-strike global something rather like those are like the most played games on steam uh yeah. but yeah player unknowns battlegrounds had the most concurrent players that was number three basically on the list
0: yeah it's so, pretty wild yeah pretty wild for a game that's not even really out yet so <laughs>
1: basically an indie game that's yeah. basically what it is so that's crazy
0: yeah, it's it's one of those runaway success stories. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We
1: need to reach uh, out to Player Unknown and see if he, he'd ever come on the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like uh we, we've got we've got the last the last uh, uh night guy mm-hmm. on this time. Indeed. Tim. Indeed. And you know, like we're you know, let's 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 work let's work some connections, Adam. Keep come this, on. keep this momentum. It. I'll say player yeah. unknown.
0: Listen, listen, see here. <laughs> we we get we brought in Soray. You think you're better than Soray? <laughs>
1: Get, well, on new show. To <laughs> get on this
0: you maybe. No, get I don't on know. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> All right. So uh, next story: Nintendo confirms the SNES Classic pre-orders will go live this month, in the month of August, uh, in the year of our Lord uh, 2017. <laughs> um, and uh, so, and year they World are World. claiming they're claiming uh-huh. um, that there will be a large number of systems available at launch. Um, so i uh, will believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm. I I just I, I I'm really curious to see how this goes down. I I think it's definitely going to be another like people knifing each other in the streets for probably N- SNES classics. Homemade uh, shivs. Homemade shivs <laughs> you made from old NES
1: cartridges. We have know. a whole subset of people that hang out in our Discord, which by the way is bit.ly/sbfvgs Discord. If you want to talk with us throughout the day, Adam, Mike, I have all been there. We have a whole group of guys. That have decided there's no way in heck they're going to be able to even get a, a Super Nintendo classic, SNES classic. They've resigned themselves to their fate. They're, huh? they're building uh, uh, Raspberry Pi um, <laughs> emulators uh, like in like 3D retro printed. Pie? Yeah, RetroPie in, in a 3D printed Super Nintendo case. So oh, nice. <laughs> yeah so uh you if you if you want to get in on that you can uh hop into our discord find the guys one of them is nick wagner uh one of them is dead words just just find those guys on our discord ask them how they're doing it they'll they'll hook you up with this whole build that they've come up with for, for yeah. really cheap actually that's, that's awesome
0: so, and you know RetroPie you can also do like uh on our RetroPie. I, I have like yeah nes like a playstation one games we got sega saturn Sega 64 n 64 arcade so yeah you yeah. can really get crazy with it Um, but Mike Lopez, who you may know if you've listened to the show before, who's that again? Yeah. Mr. Mike Lopez, Mr. Um, Mike Lopez. He brought up kind of an interesting point. He was like, nah, I'm not going to buy an SNES classic. I'll just, um, you know, well, his, I guess his, his stance on it was that I wonder how much it would cost you just to buy all of the games that you care about from the collection on, um, virtual console.
1: So uh, probably more than sixty dollars, or I guess it's eighty dollars. Eighty dollars, yeah. So uh, probably that would give more you than $80. that would get
0: you probably like ten games if they're because I think typically the the good SNES games that you want like Link to the Past or Super Metroid or whatever it might be they're usually about seven ninety nine from okay. what I can see. All so right. let's just call it ten games. Like so, if you picked your favorite ten games off that NES SNES classic, and you know, say you know one day when Nintendo decides that to allow us to buy these games again on the switch. <laughs> oh, um, someday soon. I hope. Yeah. Then, you know, you spend the 80 bucks, you get those games and now you got them on the go. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. that actually, when he said that, I was like, that is actually way more appealing to me than having it at home, even though the box is cool. <laughs> so you might as well give me the NES classic now then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And just if buy all those games. so bad. No, I love the NES Classic. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong.
1: Oh, but the SNES Classic is totally different.
0: And, I, and I, would wa- I do want an SNES Classic, <laughs> okay, but for 80 right. bucks, I mean, I think, I think Mike has a decent point, you know, like, you, I could just buy those games on Virtual Console and have them portable.
1: Yeah, or I could, I could, do could that buy m- them
0: I, both ways. I mean, we're, or you <laughs> could do it now with a 3DS, you know, so.
1: That's true. Oh, well, it has to be a new 3DS. Only the yeah. new 3DSs get Super Nintendo games. Is that so. true?
0: Yeah. That's
1: dirty. It is because the new 3ds's have a faster processor. So, oh man, yeah, they uh, they went ahead and uh, fractured their uh, install base, or wh- however that goes.
0: I don't dirty where where rats. games
1: have to support. Yeah, it's it's uh, the 3ds is a mess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's. I just wanted to quickly touch on Xbox Live free games for August. Oh yeah, yeah. What so, are those? I don't even know. So okay, so on August first. Um, you have the open world farming simulator, Slime Rancher, making its <laughs> okay. console debut on the Xbox one. Wow. Big exclusive yes. there. Whew. It's, it's a exclusive, a big exclusive, <laughs> man. Um, and then, so yeah, you can care for your own galactic farm, uh, full of cute slimy creatures. Uh, and then, okay. Starting on the 16th, uh, you can take on a wide variety of platform racing stunt challenges in trials fusion. Oh, I've heard of that game. I think. Yeah. is it like a bike racing game? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Excite Bike. Um, yeah, I think okay. You, you can do like four players at once. Wasn't um, that game
1: made by uh, the guys who made No Man's Sky?
0: No, no you're, think, you're thinking of Joe Danger. Yeah, Joe Danger. Oh, she's <laughs> so Danger? weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is Joe Danger. Danger. Yeah, yeah. So Trials is like, um, yeah, it's it's like a four player, I believe. And yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm jazzed about that one. I want to, I want to try that one out. Yeah, I, I want to give that one a, a trial.
1: <laughs> oh you see yeah. what i did <laughs> yeah i get it man i oh i get it
0: uh wait okay. no i don't get it <laughs> so xbox 360 is also getting and these are backwards compatible of course because microsoft right. loves us um <laughs> and, and uh, yeah it. the modern classic bayonetta available from the first to the 15th and uh red faction armageddon from the 16th to the 30th okay so yeah Good times, good times for all. I actually never played more than just the demo of Bayonetta, so I may I may nip into that one a little bit. Yeah, uh, I know I know
1: some people that love Bayonetta. Uh, I am not one of them. I, I've yeah. played a little bit of it, and I was kind of like, yeah, I was a little. You can't see my hands, but they're like waving around. Yeah,
0: so I I may try. I definitely will try trials out, but may may pop into Bayonetta. Who knows? Who knows? Mayhaps. Mayhap, but one thing I will tell you for sure, I'm going to be playing yeah. is on on the PlayStation Plus free games for August. Uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry.
1: Yeah. Okay. What is so, the deal with this game? Where, where so, did it even come from?
0: Okay, so Freedom Cry is a standalone DLC for Assassin's Creed Four: Black Flag. Oh. And so it came out. So it kind of like how they released the um, infamous First Light standalone DLC as a game later on, on PlayStation Plus. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of this. So. Yeah, it allows me to jump back into Pirate Times, Pirate Fun Time. Uh, pirate on Fun Assassin's Time. Creed. Yeah. Trademark. Running that Assassin's Creed 4 engine, having good times on the open seas, you know? Mm. And of course, Just Cause 3. I want to play some of that. Yeah, um, real fun. Very fun. And Yes, indeed. And then there's a free-to-play game called Dreadnought. Uh, launching into open beta on august 1st and i don't know much about that one but yeah um, no idea also on ps3 for free this month super mother which is i believe that mining sci-fi kind of game uh and snakeball and then on the vita you can pick up level 22 and the excellent downwell which All is right. also at downwell is also uh, cross by so you can get that one on ps4 as well so okay Good time. Now, is so, down yeah.
1: well? Is, is it like the story of a, a child that is trapped
0: down a well? I believe there's water down there, and then you have to pull it up. Ah. It's yeah, that a, sounds... in the well.
1: Yeah, that sounds really exhilarating.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you ready for the
1: tweets? I sure am, but how are we going to do it without Mike?
0: So, Mike... Mike abandoned us. I mean, there's oh, no. No, no bones about it. That's what happened. No bones. He said, I choose my wife's birthday over this podcast. And I said, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. Um, but yeah, so, but we we don't have the regular uh, assortment of tweets you know, in Mike's absence. But we do have a super sweet community question for episode 75. It's
1: kind of uh, themed based on our guest. I would. It say.
0: is themed based on the guest, and it is, it, some cool things happened there in the in the comments. So um, I put it out there earlier today. Uh, on a scale of one to amaze balls, how good does the last night look? Please discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I linked the, the the E3 trailer, of course, just in case you had missed it. I know uh, I had a couple friends who only watched like the PlayStation conference or only watched the Nintendo stuff, and so they had missed out on this trailer, which was debuted at the Microsoft conference. Uh-huh. Um, so put it out there, um, just. Got a few great responses. Judge Greg says "pretty effin' good," and he spelled it oh. out: e f f i n. Oh, um, okay. I, whew, I, I think was gonna that's say. "like." I think that's Swedish. Um, yeah, I think so.
1: so. Is he Swedish?
0: <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, and he says, um, "which is about four fifths of the metric, not English." Amaze balls. So he's giving us the ah. scientific uh, measurement of pretty. Effin oh, that's good. good. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> Nikolai Wagner says, "Pretty glorious."
3: <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: I'm. I'm. I'm definitely on the same page. Um, Eric Kruger says, "The art style is rad. I love the 3D pixel cyberpunk Blade Runner aesthetic. I'm getting flashback vibes, which is exciting.
1: I don't um, think that's an accident, but uh, we'll talk yeah. about that. I'm sure."
0: Atlas Side writes in and says. Looks incredible, feels lonely. Two important ingredients in dystopian cyberpunk, in my humble opinion. Oh, that's Uh, very cool. The key will be plot and main character. Yeah. That's incredibly insightful, Atlas side. It sure is. I hope we hear a
1: little more about that later on. I hope we do. Uh, (laughs) So we had a couple Discord responses, too, because you also posted it in there. Uh, Cam said, I dig it. I think the look is cool, but we haven't seen enough about the game. Fair. Uh, I, we haven't seen a whole lot of gameplay. Although he I, he clarified later that he thought the stuff that in the trailer was just cinematics, and actually a lot of that is gameplay. So um, yeah, everything so even
0: there. the even the title screen <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah is running in real time. So yeah, uh, Danzy said, "Oh yeah, I've heard of this. It looks so beautiful. It really draws me in." um mm-hmm. and then ultimate kill said is someone related to the game going to be on
0: the podcast
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah he's he's
0: on to us he's on to <laughs> us so yeah casey says looks and sounds amazing in the trailer very blade runner ask hopefully we hear something about the gameplay oh yeah so, so yeah i hope so too adam make gonna... sure you
1: ask some questions about that okay
0: <laughs> i will in the future okay. when we have this interview shortly yeah. in the future in the future that ha- it,
1: uh, the interview definitely hasn't already
0: happened Right. <laughs> <And they> definitely <laughs> didn't say in the interview that it happened like 2 weeks ago. No, no, uh, what are you talking about? No. And yeah, Joseph Joseph Grimm also kind of made the observation, it has this eight eight-bit vibe to it. And I kind of re- was responding back, we had a little convo. I said, you know, the game looks like what I dreamed 2D gaming would be in the future during the SNES <laughs> era. Yeah, um, me too, by the way. Yeah, so and then Tim Sorey the very the very director of the game chimes in and he says that's exactly the intent. So almost an alternate I- evolution of video games graphics. Yeah, so I, th- I thought that was a really cool uh, insight. And you're going to hear much more from Tim here uh, shortly when we kick off the interview. Very um, soon now. Yeah, yeah we're and like seconds I, away. I'm I'm really uh, jazzed for you guys to hear this interview. It was kind of one of my favorite things we've done for the show. Um, yeah, and it, we
1: it's gonna. I have a feeling not that we've recorded this, I have a feeling it's going to get pretty deep here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a a deep dive into the game, um, which I I don't believe has happened anywhere else yet. So that was really exciting. Um, And yeah, definitely got to uh, a lot more kind of insight into what it's going to be. And um, I came out way more excited than I already was. Yeah. yeah, Me too. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I digress. I think that about wraps up the tweets and yeah, so, David.
1: Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Really quick. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Can I just say, I hope right now what you're about to do is sell me something? Is that what you're about
0: to do? That's what I really <laughs> you, want. You are in luck. Yes. You are in luck because Gamefly, David.
1: Oh, my gosh. Have Gamefly.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I've I heard about Gamefly. Yeah. I mean, everyone's heard of Gamefly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you haven't tried it, though. Have you tried it? I haven't. No, I haven't tried it yet. I tried it way back in the day when it was first kicking off. It was a good uh-huh. time, yeah. And I got to say, nowadays with how expensive these video games have gotten, oh, so expensive—sixty bucks. Am I telling? I mean... <laughs> tell, me, tell me, I'm wrong. They're expensive. They're they're pretty expensive, Adam. Um, and there's a million of them, always being released. There
1: are like a ten. There are a quadrillion billion, quad million.
0: Like we had a, a buddy who uh, was on the fence about Mass Effect Andromeda. He got it on GameFly, played it for a few hours, was like, "Nope, I'm so glad I did not buy this," <laughs> and Peace. he and he just sent it back and he canceled that <laughs> that pre order. And so, yeah, I mean, it can definitely save you money. And so, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna recommend you sign up at GameFlyOffer.com/sbfvgs. That's GameFlyOffer.com/sbfvgs for that free trial month of video game rentals. All right. So for the meat and potatoes topic this episode, we have a very special guest with us. I'm really excited about this. This is cool. Very excited. Mr. Tim Saray. Hello. Thanks for being on the show.
3: <laughs> Hello, guys. Yeah,
0: yeah it's been a long time coming. I think
3: uh <laughs> Oh wow, yeah. I'm yeah, so I, sorry for that. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> no, fine.
0: No, it's, it's fine. I think I think we've been talking on and off for about two years on Twitter. <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah, clearly, and yeah, yeah. I didn't it's realize been a long time.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize it had been that long until I started looking back in the in the direct messages and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, we we were first talking uh yeah, back in March of 2015, <laughs> wow. I think I had seen I had seen your um, some footage <laughs> of the game jam version of the last night, yeah, um, and played it online, and I was blown away. Um, and so yeah, I, immediately I was like, we got to talk to this guy, we got to <laughs> get him on the show. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to, to finally have you on. This is great,
3: especially... Yeah, like, <laughs> if you want, like, in, in my defense, you know... Uh, <laughs> no, I have to explain that um, we what we were working on was kind of secret, you know, all the visual style of the game and all the scope of what we were doing. We didn't want to reveal you know, yeah. the yeah. secret in a yeah. certain way. So we went kind of undercover for almost two years, yeah, just trying to make this game happen, you know, until... Until E3, until the visual reveal, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah you no, know, I avoided every journalist, every podcast, basically, and just you know constantly <laughs> delayed and delayed and delayed until later. <laughs> so yeah, now now you know we can talk about it if you want. To That's know. awesome. Yeah,
1: I mean, it looks That's like you guys awesome. have been pretty busy from from the trailers and the the gameplay footage we've seen. So I, yeah. I think I think it's it's, it's completely understandable.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I wanted to talk a little bit about um yeah just kind of the journey right from from you know being doing the game jam getting some some heat off of that some uh press attention and then you know the the journey from that until you know here we are now you're on the microsoft e3 stage and like millions of people are seeing your game um like Mm. what what is that journey like i know that's a big question but yeah feel free to just talk about that a bit
3: yeah sure um so you know back then um if i if i unzoom you know and try to go back in time um what really happened i was i was working in a, another industry actually like three years ago i was not a game developer at all you know i was i was basically making visual effects Ooh. for advertising oh okay um, so yeah i was you know doing motion motion design and directing ads you know for cartier and espresso nike samsung uh, you know all these kind of brands and uh, and that's where you know my, my style come from I, I come from this you know discipline you know i would say like motion design you know it's it's a it's a very weird discipline where you mix you know camera work with lighting and animation and all of that you know so you have to get a lot of of skills you know under your belt to be able to make to be a motion designer basically and you know after some time i felt that you know there is some kind of cynicism going on you know in advertisement where you know you i was afraid of getting consumed by that you know like helping brands to sell to sell you know their glasses or yeah. steak or their whiskey bottles yeah. and after some point you know i felt that yeah um, uh, i was i felt i needed to save my soul or, or i was going to <laughs> to uh you know to, to be lost forever basically so yeah yeah uh, since i was a kid you know i love to draw and i loved always to to create worlds you know mm mm-hmm. And especially, uh, I, I love to develop that with my little brother back then. Mm-hmm. So so um, uh, my little bro- brother, Adrian, you know, we have, we have six years difference between the two of us. Uh, so, yeah, we grew up, you know, and we love to explore, you know, the woods and the gardens and, and play, you know, with uh, video games, of course, and, and draw a lot of stuff together. And just basically, you know, imagine worlds together. Like, so we recreated a whole Pokedex together, you know, mm-hmm. we recreated a whole... Uh, lord of the ring with uh, our own law yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's awesome and you know so yeah just making drawings together and starting to to program that and just yeah starting to make a lot of things a, a lot of small projects you know over time and then our was pound split up and um and so my mother went to the south with my brother mm-hmm. and we were separated for um yeah five six yeah five six years i would say oh okay and and, you know yeah so in that span of time you know i became a professional on my side you know i became a a motion designer and everything and then yeah i was 24 as i said i started to get really scared about you know where i was going on so sure my career was you know really going well but it was it was a bit disappointing compared to what i wanted to to achieve. you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah i wanted to make a legacy you know to make something that my my children could play one day because when you make ads you know (laughs) It's completely temporary. Oh, yeah. It's like, he, people see it for two weeks and then then it's over, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody comes back to it. Like, it's, it's completely uh, pointless, you know? Like, like, you put a lot of effort into it and, and there is nothing at the end, you know? Yeah. Just a compilation of ads I made and, and I was like, yeah, like... <laughs> It's not that interesting, right? Yeah, um, I,
1: I can 100 relate so. to this, by the way, because I I yeah. worked in previs on commercials for a little while, and I had a similar. Oh, yeah. so, you know, I was like, mm. what am I doing? I feel like I'm wasting time doing stuff that most people try to skip <laughs> if they can. Like, you know, like why yeah. am I working on these things that nobody
3: wants to watch? <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make something where people actually wanted. to to enjoy my work, you know, <laughs> right. like instead of annoying them with my work, I wanted them, you know, to be drawn into it and yeah. to be immersed in the world. So, so yeah, hence why we started, you know, like, um, yeah. So um, I also made some web design back then.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I won a few awards, you know, like FWA uh, award, you know, were, were some of some of the most important awards in web design. Okay. So anyway, you know, it, it was a, it was great. And I, I learned how to code, how to animate, how to all of that. And at the end, I you know, I look up at one of my personal hero Eric Shay. And you know he's a guy who made another world back then. So in the US you you know this game uh with the name uh, out of this world. Oh I think. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um so Eric Shay is a French guy, you know, like me and he he made this game completely alone. Uh basically. Wow. So you know, he, he he like there wasn't even even Photoshop back then to draw or anything. So he had to make <laughs> his own. Yeah, so he had to create his own vector tool himself. So <laughs> he made the game, you know, and make all the vector graphics required for the game um, and make all the cutscenes and everything. Like, he made everything by himself. It's completely crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. I didn't um, actually know that. Yeah. Especially without internet, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, right now, you know, if you're stuck, you just look up the solution online and, you know, programming <laughs> is basically Googling nowadays. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, but back then, yeah, you you had to be... a complete cure you know <laughs> you to, it's insane so yeah i look up to this guy and i was like wow if he was able to make another world 20 years ago um and, and you know flashback also one of my inspiration was made by french guys also yeah I was like, in a way i had all the skill set required to make that and i thought you know why not why not just start to make a game you know when why not just do it myself too maybe maybe i can live up to the legacy and try to make something you know that's uh, that's going to be used um Something you know that can make people think, and 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 yeah, especially what I want is to continue the legacy of cinematic platformers, right? Yeah. So yeah, this particular kind of games, you know, that started with like you know, games like Prince of Persia, Out of This World, um, you know, Flashback, Another World, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember you know, yeah. that game that was a PlayStation yeah, One world, game, I think, Apes of DC, yeah, yeah, PlayStation One game. Yeah,
0: yeah those were some um, of my and that's actually kind of why this game, The Last Night, resonates with me so much because as a kid, um, you know, out of this world, another world, um, and flashback were two of my absolute favorite games because oh, they well, were, yeah. they were doing something. And that's, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are over here in America know those games maybe vaguely, but I, I keep, when I find someone who really loves those games, I'm like, Oh, me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, it's this cool bonding thing. So like, yeah, those games, um, were amazing. And, um, and I actually just replayed Another World on Vita, uh, last year, mm. uh, with, yeah. with the, when they did the remaster and everything. And yeah, I mean, it's so when I saw the last night, even the game jam version of that, I was like, oh my gosh, mm. it looks, it's like flashback, like, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like taking the next step, right? I mean, so it's like a was, modern, yeah, like, modern yeah.
3: version of those games. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. In a way, you know, um when i saw these games you know at first i just wanted to make a really nice pixel art game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. after the game jam i wanted the game jam was very low resolution so you know it was it was made in six days so we had to go fast but then you know after after the game jam we were like okay what what can we do now like we we knew we knew we had a lot of power you know and a lot of uh, craftsmanship so we were like okay what, what can we do that you know can inspire people something you know when when i look up to my heroes it's like you know disney miyazaki this kind of people so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to make something that you know is is really uh uh, that that you can see the amount of work you know that that goes into it Mm -hmm. so yeah i was like okay let's make that a high resolution game at first you know like a higher resolution still keep pixel art but you know more more like proper resolution and a really bigger amount of details and then, you know, I started to play with um, real-time engines like Unreal and Unity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what happened is that I just, um I found, you know, the same pleasure that I had during motion design. I found that I could play with lighting, with ref- reflections and fog and particles and volumetric lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it became an obsession in a way. So I realized, you know, that while I was working on that, I was kind of recreating like a, a glorified childhood game in a certain way i was recreating these games i loved so much yeah but with like tons of you know state-of-the-art techniques mm-hmm. uh, um that that's why the game has this crazy specific look you know that nobody else has right now so yeah uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah that is that is definitely something that stood out you know when when you guys showed it at e3 um just the look the the way it's pixel art but with camera moves yeah. and mm. all that stuff is so unique i was uh, you know camera very moves, blown depth away. of
1: field uh another thing i noticed is like you're you you're you're like volumetric and cloud stuff like you have atmosphere yeah. and the atmosphere is mm. like high resolution but then the, there's pixel art and it's just it's just a very
3: it just looks really cool you know yeah you you're you're actually putting the the finger on something uh really important for me um i see the pixels as as items basically for me so everything that is made of matter you know solid matter is made of pixels mm-hmm. uh, and everything else for me is, is doesn't have to be pixel art. yeah so that's why the rain the rain yep. you know rain fire smoke water you know all of that is on pixel art basically mm-hmm. for, for that you know it's more everything that's elemental and not solid matter uh, i don't care about pixel art anymore so and i try cool. to make more like visual effects stuff yeah uh, for mm-hmm. it. And the blend, you know, like, it took some time to get it right. And I admit I had a lot of doubt, you know, about this type. Yeah. Before, <laughs> before the last six months, basically, like, for a long time, you know, we were like, yeah, should we go more 2D or, you know, less lighting? Or And, you know, after a while, we started to develop our own visual language in a certain way, our own grammar, you know, like, mm-hmm. because we can't look up to what other people did, right? Right. We are the only one doing that. So we have to develop our own Stuff And basically I yeah, try to discover, you know, what we can do with that. Yeah. So, uh, one mm-hmm. example of that, um, you, you know, the game is, is basically a complex role playing drama in a certain way. So you play like the old games, right? But, but you have a lot of dialogues and, uh, and a complex, you know, relationships with NPCs and everything unfolds in real time. So when you have a dialogue, it doesn't cut outright. You, you can still move around. You can still leave any dialogue. Oh, okay. You can get your gun out in the middle of a discussion too. So, you know, if you fail, if you sense danger, you can just get your gun out. One example we have, you know, visual grammar, what I, what I imply by that is, you know, because we have this side camera, you can see what ha- what's happening under the table, you know. So if oh. you're if you at a dinner with someone, you know, and it's like a tense negotiation, you know, you're, you're at a bar, you're having a negotiation with someone, mm-hmm. you, you know, the character is lying, you know, you, you know, he has information and he doesn't want to disclose any, so, you know. Mm-hmm. What we can do, you know... Because I, I can't really show the sweat uh, on the face, right? right? It's art. I don't have that level of detail. Mm-hmm. So we use body language instead, you know? Uh, yeah. And what we do is, you know, the more you ask questions that make the character uncomfortable, the more you see the leg shaking under the table. Oh, know? nice. And, and so, and so <laughs> you can start... Yeah, we, we have a lot of um, animations like that that we control, you know, in a procedural way. So, you know, every dialogue basically... Uh, can add points to certain value you know so if some like we can have a value like stress you know uh, and depending on what you say you know we can increase stress or or decrease stress and we can um, we can link that to animation and you know uh, have really good really cool variants on what's happening basically okay so so yeah um, we use that you know to to try to develop you know our own language and um, how, how do we how can we use the style not just for visual eye candy, but also, you know, for, for gameplay. Yeah. And so th- That's a small example. Of course. The other one is, you know, um, the, all these old games, you know, they, we call them cinematic platformer for a reason. There was a lot of platforming, a lot of jumping on platforms and everything. And I felt that we, we should maybe, uh, remove that aspect in the last night mm-hmm. and, you know, focus more on navigating a city basically. So, I don't know you, but I don't jump that much in my life. You, know? you, don't, so we you decided, don't jump yeah. up
0: and like pull yourself onto the next floor by hand? So We do that here in America a lot. Yeah,
3: that's good. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah, um, exactly. So, you know, that, that's the reason I decided to just, you know, discard jumping entirely and just rethink, you know, how we can make an interesting navigation. So instead mm-hmm. of playing on the horizontal and vertical axis, we play on the horizontal axis and the depth, basically. So mm-hmm. you know, because we have the three D aspect. Oh, nice! The Z yeah. axis. So you can turn around corners, you know, and you can basically even if you still play going left or right, the the path you take is is fundamentally three D. So you can go around the corner and you know, just um, um, you know, to turn around a, a whole building, for instance. You know, you you can just go around the full building, you know, mm-hmm. doing the four corners. And it's something we can do in our game because the camera switch, you know, when you reach a corner, oh. a bit like Resident Evil, for instance. Okay. Yeah. So Gotcha. The camera follows you, yeah. It's like a travelling all the time. But you know, once you reach certain places or if you go to a back alley or a corridor, we switch the camera and we show you another angle. Okay. So that way we can yeah, we can explore a three D space even if the game is actually two D, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's
0: amazing, yeah. So I, I wanted to double back to on the, you said um, <clears throat> during a conversation you could pull your gun out. Would that yeah. then also influence the dialogue and like Absolutely. as far or the stress level of the character? You know, like, can you intimidate that yeah. way?
3: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's completely the goal. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but okay. let's say that the gun, the gun. You know, we don't want the gun to be a weapon you can just shoot. But for me, it's more like the. Um, you know, a tool of, of persuasion, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can use it's very, it more, you know. It's very yeah. persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're in danger, you can pull your gun and just strafe back, you know, and try to escape that way while oh. still yeah. aiming in front, you know. You can also, uh, you know, if someone has information and is lying, you can just pull your gun and try to threaten the person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we use, yeah, we use a system called Inc. Which enables us to write dialogues um, that are very organic. So we can have we can have a lot of variables, a lot of randomization. Okay. And, you know, so yeah, it's not like a tree where you explore every dead end. You know, and and once you once you did all the branches, you know, the, then the dialogue is off. Oh, okay. It doesn't work like that. It, it's more like a, more like the Walking Dead, you know, from Telltale. More like that. You know, it's it's more like point and clicks, maybe, um, you know, games game this way. Okay. Except yeah. that yeah, you, we keep the move set available all the time so so as we said yeah you can start running if you want you know uh, everybody yeah everybody remembers what you do okay we have a a, yeah we have a a database that save you know all these possibilities so every character you know has kind of a relationship to you um so we don't have don't expect like 500 characters right right it's still (laughs) a small game you know but yeah um but yeah it's it's a small open world you know it's more like It's not open world in the sense of GTA, you know, it's open world in the sense of Shenmue maybe, you know, it's like small streets interconnected to each other Mm -hmm. and you take the taxi, the subway or, you know, to to just move between the districts. Oh, gotcha, okay. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. so you have your own apartment, you know, you have your life, you're very much a citizen of this city, you know, like we don't, the game is not a a power of fantasy, you know, It's, it's actually a game where it's going to basically so <laughs> it's like a criminal spiral you know it's going worse and worse for you over time um so you you know contrary yeah, to most games we are not trying to make a game where you get more weapons or more air more or more health you know instead of that it's a game where you have a lot of freedom at the beginning and and mm-hmm. then we start to you know shut down certain districts for you over time because you get under under the radar of criminals or you know the police and so so then you have to start to be careful of where you go mm-hmm. and start to basically hide you know so all the level design is made for several purpose sure at first you know, it seems to be for um roleplay i would say you know like the first night of the game are more for roleplay purpose but then you know we, we want the player to map out the city and then we want to reuse you know this knowledge you have of the city to to make proper action and stuff gameplay you know okay so the streets you've been to you know the shops you, you you've been shopping um the bars you've been drinking all these places you know you're going to have action stealth since there later so we don't want you know the, the open world to be just um a connection between missions basically mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the open world is where the stuff happens so so every everything happens properly there in the world you're creating and we try to make that as organic as we can basically. so no quest or missions you know everything happens well you you know you just walk and you meet someone in the subway and you know is your friend and he's like asking you to go to that bar and mm-hmm. you can follow him or not. We try to make it very organic so yeah
0: okay, wow, okay, That's really so, cool. Um, so you know we've heard about your role in the game a bit. um what is your is your brother working on story or you know what what's the what's the division of duties there?
3: yeah so um when we started you know adrian was um a very much uh a root artist you know so he was just starting and uh and me you know i had already like 10 years of experience on my side so mm-hmm. uh, I, tra- I trained him you know to to become the great artist he is right now yeah <laughs> and um yeah and uh but w- what happened however is that you know adrian left the company actually in december oh so okay he's not, yeah so he's not part of the last night anymore uh, he wants to pursue his own project, okay. you know? um, yeah, so, I mean, pr- probably we'll start to, th- th- there is a chance that we, we work again, you know, on the next game together. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, on some concept art and everything. But yeah, Adrian left actually, so when oh, okay. you see the trailer, there is maybe uh, like a third of the work in the trailer is probably from Adrian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest is from other artists we, who joined us, you know, in the adventure recently.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how big is the team now?
3: So we are around, yeah, I would say we are a core of five person. Okay. And there are like a few freelancers on top of that. Okay. So yeah, uh, we have, you know, two composers uh, for the music uh, and sound design. Um, We have Danny who's writing with also Peter. So Peter is a narrative designer. So he's helping us, you know, to make not just game design, but game design interleaved, you know, with narration. Because that's the point of the last night. We tried to make everything uh, very custom and conceptual you know we, we don't mm-hmm. want we don't want like copy pasted enemies you know we want every situation to be unique so don't oh. expect a game where you're going to shoot a, a hundred characters right <laughs> a hundred but, of the yeah, same like, npc yeah. enemy type yeah
2: <laughs>
1: exactly
3: so what happens you know we, we, we try to get um something maybe a bit more reminiscent of um you know drive you know the D- drive is oh. very low key for a long time mm-hmm. but w- when it when it's Hits, you know, it hits very, very hard. Yeah. Um, that's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, we want action to You mean scene the movie, that, um, right?
1: Drive yeah. with
3: Ryan Gosling? Yeah. 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 The movie okay. Driver. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So th- that's the kind of rhythm we are going for, basically. So every time, you know, you're going to have a shootout or something, it's going to happen with characters you know oh. beforehand, beforehand. So that's So awesome. you're like, oh, no, so, not so, Betty yeah. or whatever,
0: whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you yeah, yeah. So yeah, we don't um, want that to
3: happen with random npcs you know right
0: yeah yeah that's awesome so the um could you talk a little bit about you know so you were you had started it at the game jam you know you had this cool little indie thing going on you were you know when did it start to kind of blow up from there and then pretty soon microsoft was like yeah we want to put you in the conference (laughs) you know how Could you talk a little bit about that
3: yeah a little bit because yeah of course you have tons of nds oh yeah everywhere (laughs) right but yeah, um, the way it happened, yeah, Microsoft was the first one to found us, basically. So um, they, they, they found who we are, you know, like in 2015, I feel. Okay. Like, yeah, they, they took a plane. Um, so one guy was absolutely great, you know, he was, um, his name was Alexey Garavayan, and he was working at Xbox at ID. Now he left. Mm. And, mm. Um, and, you know, what happened is that apparently the same day, um, two big important people at xbox they posted the game um the last night you know and the other one we were working on behind nowhere at the same time i don't know if you were aware of that, that one no yeah like oh okay i'll tell you about that a bit later okay later. <laughs> but yeah like um, anyway important people at xbox you know just posted the two websites at the same time in their internal chat basically okay and and so who was french too you know uh he saw he saw that and he was like okay you know what let me let me deal with this guy he took a plane he went to paris to meet us and and then you know we we were super impressed because yeah we we made that you know in our bedrooms (laughs) in a way like you know just (laughs) working on our side and suddenly you got access to consoles and everything so yeah it it was the first step let's say to get you know more recognition and and that that opened us um, a few doors you know with publishers and everything after that so we got some dev kits, you know, some support, and, and then, we yeah, we could get started to work on the game for real. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, um, until we finally signed also with Warfury, you know, um, uh, this year. Mm-hmm. The, the journey is a bit more complex than that because, yeah, we were in Paris. We, the, we then all moved together to London, um, you know, to just establish an office over there, you know. Uh, we thought it was easier, you know, to work with international pe- members. Uh, okay in London, you know because yeah we speak everybody speak english yeah, you know it's easier to hire and everything so makes yeah, sense mm-hmm. we went for, for that cool and also you know I, I was um yeah i was i was um i was a bit annoyed by paris and the kind of climate going on mm. there, you know, so I, I wanted to i wanted to go abroad and have an experience too so you know it, it was perfect basically i wanted to go there yeah. So so yeah, uh, we all moved to London. We got some fund also by um, the United Kingdom. So we are part of the UK UK Game Fund. Oh, nice! Oh, cool program. Also, we found us. so you know we, we got funding from a lot of different sources like that. That's awesome. And um, and so yeah, that's how we we were able to you know start making this this, this thing you know. And yeah, so what happened, it was supposed to be a short game, like, you know, just, yeah, in one year, it's going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know... <laughs> Inspiration uh, and yeah.
1: aspiration, you know, it always increases yeah. as you work on
3: something, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so when you're after, what you start to realize is, you know, your game is four times bigger than what you, you thought at the beginning. <laughs> and then you want, you know, you want you want uh, unique animations for every character, and then you want uh, open world, and then you want you know, district and the 3D aspect of the game. And, and you know, the game becomes bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, I, I mean, sure, you know, you, you have to make sure that the scope is manageable, but you still don't want to miss an opportunity, right? Right. And, mm-hmm. and if we want for the simplest version of the last night, I guess we wouldn't have uh, a slot at E3, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah, pushing like that all the time, you know, for better visuals and better animations, you know, and, and better and better and better, you know, every time actually got us more attention and more trust, you know, in our our, our ability to deliver great quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I guess, yeah. now a lot of people regard us as proper game devs, you know, so that that's cool because for a long time I was uh, uh, devoured by imposter syndrome. So. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Imposter,
1: yeah. Okay. So if you guys don't know, imposter syndrome is kind of this, you get this, like, it's almost anxiety that you feel like, you don't you haven't earned like you're an imposter and you haven't earned where you are and you're worried that someone's going to find
3: out that you don't deserve your <laughs> yeah, you know you're going to your find place. out
0: I'm just a phony
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, for a long time, I was—I'm uh, not a game dev. I was like, wow, you know, like somebody is going to discover this yeah. scam. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. yeah, and that, <laughs> like, so that's like, something know, that game is, many artists yeah.
1: face. By the way, that he, Tim is not mm. alone. I have imposter syndrome all the time. It's—it's it's like it's yeah. like one of the most common anxieties that artists yeah. have. It's part of the
3: process. actually. yeah, yeah. Like, you, you have to accept that the process. You know, it's not. It's not a linear thing where you know it, everything goes well and, and you know the game is awesome and you feel good you know
2: mm-hmm. like <laughs> games
3: you know making games is a horribly broken process <laughs> for a really long hard, long time yeah. your game looks like you know? yeah. um, <laughs> y- y- everything is broken nothing works it's not fun to play yeah. maybe you can just walk around you know nothing happens the script like, like the action is not even implemented you know it, it takes a lot of time to get all these things going you know uh-huh and, but then you start all this layer after layer of animation and, and, and lighting and camera work. And then, you know, you start to feel good. It starts to it start to feel like a proper game at some point. It starts to mm-hmm. connect and click together. Mm-hmm. And then it's magic. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that was something that it was really cool for me um, because, you know, you had sent us, you know, some... Uh, little video little animation clips from you know a couple of years back and but you know keep it under wraps kind of Mm -hmm. a thing and and i was like i was really excited at that point and just kind of continually watching anything i could for you know last night news um and then it was so funny to me because like when it had when it was shown on the e3 stage it yeah. took so many people by surprise like oh
3: my gosh yeah. what is
0: this game mm-hmm. i have never heard of this and i me i was like standing up like yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: i, I yeah. work at a visual effects studio uh in here in new york and I remember the day after E3, uh, or it wasn't the day after. It was like the Monday after uh, the presentation. Um, all of these artists that I was work with were like talking about. Have you guys yeah. seen the last night? It looks amazing. I'm, and it. I'm like, yeah, I have known about it for like a little while now, and it like, yeah. yeah,
3: looks so good. <laughs> yeah. wow. uh, it's it's amazing to hear, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's. um, it's a crazy thing to let your baby go out, you know, like mm-hmm. it was it was almost painful to finally show that mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah oh, uh, know. because, yeah, for a long time, I kept that on the wrap, you know, uh, because I wasn't sure exactly of what I was doing in terms of cinematography and everything. And, and, and you know, I, I tried to get inspiration from from everything, you know, from Blade Runner, Augustine the Shell, you know, but also from older games, from comics, you know, um, artists like Moebius. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. who... Who inspired guys like like actually yeah um you know Blade Runner's art direction actually come from Moebius oh so okay yeah yeah Uh, a lot of it yeah actually Moebius worked on a a comic with Dan O'Bannon called um, The Long Tomorrow I think okay And, and and that one yeah if you look at it you know it's like you have all the ingredients of the fifth element and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and Moebius after that, you know, he's a French artist actually also. So yeah, we, we get a long legacy of that. Um, and and yeah, so he also worked with Ridley Scott on Alien three years before Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, wow. To work on the suits and everything. So yeah, uh, Ridley Scott saw his work, you know, and, and he was he was definitely inspired after for Blade Runner. Okay. So yeah, if you want to go back, you know, uh, yeah, it took for me a long time to unravel everything, you know, like who inspired who, you know, And every time I found someone <laughs> who inspired someone, there was someone else, you know. But, but yeah, uh-huh. one of the first was definitely Moebius. Yeah, if you check his work, you, you'll see the baby yeah. of Cyberpunk in a certain way. Um, at least on the visual standpoint, yeah. So um, so yeah, um, letting your baby go, yeah. So E3 was completely amazing, yeah. We got, <laughs> you know, the trailer, the trailer was out and uh, I was sitting in the, in the room, you know, the Microsoft room at Los Angeles, my first time. Uh, there and, um, oh, and wow. my, my phone my phone start vibrating and you know bzz, 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 and, and it doesn't stop like it's com- <laughs> complete utter madness you know it's like it's like buzzing 10 times per second like non-stop like your leg is completely v- vibrating <laughs> all the time and, uh, and I see that you know and I see all the thousands of tweets and then you know i got i got calls from people who say we are top tweets worldwide you know wow like the last night becomes a trending hashtag and everything oh my like goodness one of the most told, told game you know like wow our small baby suddenly you know <laughs> right makes more than some AAA, and it was like wow uh, wow so yeah we we really made something unique visually and, and it really connected with people so that's great it, it felt it felt amazing like because for, for us that trailer is just a visual reveal um, there is so much we keep right now under the hood, you know, and we want yeah. to make the same slap in the face next time for gameplay. Oh, nice! So, you know, yeah, we hope that gameplay will really, be uh, will be as um, as amazing that we, that, you know, we, we, I don't. Yeah. The worst thing for me would be to make just an icon the game. So yeah, we mm-hmm. try to make something that's uh, as deep on on every other aspect too. So yeah. Nice. Yeah,
0: that is awesome. Well, we're
3: very excited to see more for sure. <laughs>
0: You mentioned that the game kind of became four times as big as you had initially intended. Um, does that, I mean, how, uh, roughly how long, I don't know, I know developers don't usually like to talk yeah, about yeah. how long their game is, but, um, you know, is it, would you say comparable in length to say a game like Flashback or?
3: Um, yes, it is. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's a four, five, six hour game, nice. I guess. Okay. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So, you know, I prefer something short mm-hmm. and, and very dense. Yep than something very long so especially i mean me right now i don't have time to play big long rpg games <laughs> yeah. so uh, i prefer you know short cool adventures like for me the maximum is you know like the last guardian i can play maybe oh but yeah then after it's too long you know so i, I love games like inside you know limbo mm-hmm. you know three four hour games uh, little nightmares also recently was really good oh uh, yeah i
0: haven't played that one yet but i love inside yeah. limbo um, ah, if you like
3: that, just go for yeah, little nightmares. Yeah, little nightmares looks really good.
0: Too. um It does um, look really I, good.
3: I actually was just
1: talking recently. I'm pretty sure on on the show about how once a game hits like 10 hours, like especially a story driven yeah. game, once it hits like 10 hours, it's I start to feel like, all right, surely this is the <clears> last fight. Okay, now okay, oh that wasn't <laughs> yeah. it. Right. It must be the next. Okay, that's got to be the end. Oh, it's not the <laughs> that's end. Which mean yeah, no. yeah. I mean, so, unless
0: it has set up a precedent of, like this is going to be a. You know, 100-hour yeah, RPG. Yeah, that's, that's is something like else entirely. Yeah. a massive thing.
3: <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel the problem is that most games are trying to... Um, they're trying to fill the space with a lot of systemic gameplay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if they have a, if they have a mechanic they have to juice it, you know, yeah. to the maximum.
1: Yeah, but because part of that is, like, a lot of people conflate value with how long it takes to play yeah. Like, yeah. some people think,
3: well, if I didn't get 10 hours out of this, then it's not worth $60. But that's yeah. that's not true at all. Like it, It's all about the quality. Uh, and for me, it kind of dilutes, you know, sometimes what the game is trying to say, you know, like Dead Space, for instance, was really scary at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after five, six, seven hours, you know, you start to get accustomed yep. to the creatures, and you start to feel like... a and then you just blast through them mm-hmm, right you know, the fear the fear is removed for me uh, and it's the same i don't know even noted games you know they're completely amazing in terms of polish and execution mm-hmm. B- but in a way you you still end up you know killing so many people you know <laughs> and yep. and I, I would just love you know maybe yeah maybe you know you, you can make a game that's a bit shorter you know where you have to kill a bit less people a, a, a bit less arenas you know mm-hmm. and um and maybe I'm focused more on narrative development. You know, I, I, would, I would want, like, a cross between Walking Dead, you know, just dialogues. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, The Last of Us, where basically it's mostly gunf- gunfight, basically. Right, yep. yeah. You have, you have a little bit of exploration, but you can't really... There is no social interaction in, in The Last of Us, you see what I mean? So I guess if we mix, if we start mixing the two, we can get a really nice, interesting game. But, yeah, I'd like to see gunfights in Walking Dead. And I like to see a bit more social role play, you know, in the last always. Basically, mm-hmm. so I'm trying, I'm trying to make something in the middle of the two, basically. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, that yeah. that sounds like the kind of game I want to play. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh,
0: you're you're saying all of my favorite games in one sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so I think I feel yeah. really good. I feel really good about the last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and so is it? Is it? Uh, I don't know if you guys have solidified kind of a release window. Is it coming next year? possibly or
3: um so yeah that's that's uh that's hard right <laughs> yeah yeah um yes it, it's supposed to be next year yeah okay um, so we, we, with the publisher you know we're doing everything we can for next year but you know games are complex and messy and uh, oh yeah and you know right now like like just before a3 we've been refactoring the whole movement navigation pathfinding, collision system oh, okay and so it was completely broken so you know when journalists were coming i didn't even had a build to show them it was, <laughs> it, was uh, it was like we did, we made a really bad choice there yeah <laughs> To refactor that right now you know, just before a 3 <laughs> um uh, well so yeah but so, so that's what i was saying like games are, are really complex and messy and sometimes you have a lot of unpredictable stuff happening so yeah we, yeah we're targeting we're targeting next year yeah okay um uh, we, we do our best you know yeah but yeah if we feel you know if we feel the game is not there exactly as we want, you know, uh, we'll see what we do. But yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to compromise on quality.
1: I feel like gamers are starting to understand that a little better, that like... Sometimes things unpredictable happen and it's very hard to like shoehorn art into a release date because the unforeseen consequences and all that stuff. And and I've actually had some discussions with, you know, just regular gamers, not developers or anything like that, that are Mm. like, you know, I would rather them just delay a game instead of pushing it out the door when it's not finished. I think because we've had a lot of issues lately, like maybe within the last three years where games came out and they weren't done. And then they have to like mm -hmm. release patch after patch after patch. And you know, that's burned a couple companies lately. So uh, I think gamers are starting to understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: You know, what's cool with being indie that you don't have, um, you don't have a board of investors, you know, who who want their quarterly revenue to come and everything. So we don't have a date basically Mm -hmm. to, you know, get money into the company, basically. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, as Andy, I feel our goal is to make the best game we can, you know, basically, and just, you know, date doesn't really matter. I mean, even, yeah, I understand, you know, if people are waiting for that game, but um, they're waiting for a good game, not for a bad game. Right, right? yep. Yeah,
0: um, it's that fine line, you know, where... Once the game has been unveiled, and I know you guys are probably feeling this, like, as soon as the game is unveiled the way it was at E3, like, the clock is ticking a little bit more um, palpably, Mm. you know, like, where now people are like, oh, okay, yeah, where is that game, you know, Hmm. because now they're excited and they're really, you know, before it was kind of under the radar and you guys had, you know, a couple of years there where people were, you know... Oh, they're just off doing other things, and then. But now it's like <laughs> <laughs> the spotlight. What yeah, you have to
3: imagine, also, you know. Uh, so yeah, people. People sometimes, you know, if you look at the date, it's it's almost three years now since the game jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, three years of production. It's huge, right? But mm-hmm. but we don't have we didn't have a studio back then, right? We yeah, we didn't have a company. <laughs> it was just a game jam made by two brothers, you know, just yeah. two guys. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you know we we had to become professional. We had to create a studio, to create a company, to trademark the company, mm-hmm. to uh, create logos and trailers and get fans, you know, and get partners and, and uh, de- get the def- development kits and get real, uh, uh, you know, start to develop a real proper engines, you know, because mm-hmm. the Game Jam was made in Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, back then. Yeah, it was a Flash game. So, you know, then we wanted to make a real game for a console, so you can't really make a Flash game anymore. Right. So we, we had to learn so much and we had to to grow and to become entrepreneurs and everything so it's much more than just you know going on your computer and making the enemies making the labels, you know? yeah
1: uh, <laughs> i was actually curious what engine are you guys using are you allowed to say or is that a secret or yeah of course no no we're working on unity oh, okay unity nice um,
3: yeah yeah and unity is is great actually you know i feel it's getting a bad rap you know because um it's an engine that a lot of beginners are picking up, you know, because it's kind of easy to to, to start with, mm-hmm. and so you see, you know, you can see some work that is a bit rough, you know, around the edges, anyway. Yeah. But actually, yeah, if, if you know your way in, it's a very capable engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do whatever you want, you know. Like I achieved a game, you know, with a unique visual look. In Unity, and we have like complex volumetric stuff and lighting and reflections, and it's, it's doable. Yeah, it's running in real time on my laptop. So, That's amazing. Uh, you know, performance is good. Like, yeah, everything looks good. Yeah.
1: At the end of the day, it's just a tool, right? That the art, like an artist, as of long course, as it's yeah. an
3: artist behind the tool, you can
1: bend that tool to your <laughs> will. So,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the engine doesn't do the game for you. Not at all. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> the engine is just—it's like Photoshop. You know, it gives you the brushes and blah 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 and the selection tools, but it doesn't it's not a tool where um it doesn't create for you the AI right. or, you know, yeah. or the camera system. It just gives you you know a way to display 3D assets and that's it, you know, then it's up to you to create all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the water in the game, you know, it's not it's not a water from Unity. It's uh, something we had to create. You know, we I had to learn how to make shaders uh from scratch basically, you know, so mm-hmm. to make my own water and everything and, and try ten different techniques, you know, to make it to get the best performance and the best look and and, you know, because I wanted this kind of bokeh shape, you know, um, you know, the depth of field you see in the yeah. water. Yeah. Just so you know, everything you saw in the trailer was completely real time. Oh, man. There, there is no, even the title. The oh, title nice. Actually, yeah, I was wondering <laughs> about that. Yeah. No, it's the main menu of the game that's when you start the game, you will see the last night logo like that with the rain and and everything. And some camera movement um, in there and stuff. Camera movement, everything is there and you see, you know, the main menu is, it's right there. So everything is properly in game and real time. Like we didn't modify one pixel to make this trailer. So that's uh, awesome. I'm a gamer first, you know, like, so mm-hmm. I know what it is when you see a good trailer and then, then you know, you see, you see the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. And you're <laughs> like, oh, no, you know, like, so yeah. Uh, yeah they too, s- ahead some great. so. There are some companies,
1: yeah. I won't name names, but there are some companies that hire guys like me. I'm a compositor, so, like, my job is to, like, yeah. clean things up and they'll hire compositors to, like, hide yeah. the, the, you know, all the yeah, cracks. I did and it things. too, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Me too, I worked for uh, <laughs> yeah a certain company yeah. and I made some fake volumetric smoke for a certain yep. game. yeah. yep. Um, <laughs> and, you know, everybody was blown away by the smoke and then it never came. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did that. Uh, yeah. Yep. Just, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, creating the lie and everything. So, th- yeah, that's why I wanted to make something that was genuine, you know, and honest. And yeah. just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, It's awesome.
0: So that is awesome. So coming next year, coming to Xbox, we know. Uh, is it also P- announced for PC?
3: Yeah, so Xbox One, PC. And probably Mac and Linux oh, at nice. the same time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we, we hope, we hope. yeah. It, it should be doable. Like right now it's running on Mac already. Mm-hmm. And Linux, it should be very close also. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, at launch, that's the only thing I can say. Okay. Uh, you
0: know. yeah. 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 Okay.
1: So the music in the trailer, uh, mm-hmm. was that something that your your musicians working on the game came up with? Mm-hmm. Or is that like a good indication of what the soundtrack will be like-ish? <laughs> or was a it- N- uh,
3: yes and no yes so and no the guy who made the music is, is a very famous artist in europe oh. it's, it's called Lorn. oh actually. okay so lon is making a lot of a dark uh, gritty sound you know like it, it's it's really amazing what he can do mm-hmm. and um and so yeah we, we like the music for this video if you type you know acid rain from Lorne on youtube it's a 12 million views music video oh so, okay uh, and the, the sorry is great yeah you can <laughs> no no don't worry yeah, it's it's fine you know um but yeah so so the guy in the scene you know in that specific scene is well known and um and so yeah he basically joined us three months ago uh, to work on the game also so we have several people on board so we have joe cataldo um so he's an italian living in los angeles and he's making all the vfx uh, sfx sorry oh okay and and composition also for the game so he's a kind of a crazy guy you know he goes with a a recorder at night and he records you know weird buzzing sounds of red lights and trains. And, that's and, uh, amazing. He, he just gets, um, he, he put a, a stethoscope, you know, like a, the thing that doctors use for your heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He put that on a hard drive and he records the vibration of a hard drive and he makes a drone with that. Oh, and that's he, so yeah. this cool. kind of guy, you know, That's with, awesome. That's really yeah. cool. So we have a lot of uh, DIY stuff like that. that. That's really cool. So we have Joe Cataldo, you know, he's been with, with me since the beginning. Um, and he's, what's cool with this guy, he, he doesn't deliver us just files you know he actually implemented himself in unity oh and, and what's really great is that you know he makes sure that we have proper implementation so randomization and everything so you know when there is a gun shoot of course you don't want to hear the same sound over and over
0: mm-hmm. so we
3: have randomization of the sounds and we pitch them randomly and you know if you shoot under a bridge you have uh, uh you know um, Rever- you have reverberation echo, yeah reverb echo all of that's completely dynamic and yeah, we make sure, you know, that the soundscape is really great because the game, you know, you can't control the camera. So you cannot see right. all around you. Uh, and because we control exactly that, you know, I I ask him to make sure that the sound on his... Um, so the camera only show one side, right? But the sound mm-hmm. has to show everything going around you. So, you know, if you're in, in your apartment, I want you to hear the dogs barking, you know, the neighbors, barking, you know, the babies crying. I want to hear everything, you know. I want to hear the washing machine, you know, the... The subway going on right just feel you know that kind of overwhelming feeling you can have in big cities sometimes Mm -hmm. um so you know yeah um, everything comes down basically to a a trip i made in hong kong in 2012 where you know i went there to work for cartier uh, a a luxury brand and uh, i was working making you know like complex mapping video for their events Mm -hmm. and um I wasn't expecting much, you know, and I just went there and I was completely blown away by the city. (laughs) It was absolutely insane. Uh Um, Because I I loved, you know, Akira and Ghost in the Shell and and Blade Runner and all that stuff before. And I went there and I was like, oh wow, this is it actually. This place exists, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a a real place. It's insane. You have like, you know, Hong Kong is is actually on the side of a mountain. Wow. And and at the end of the mountain, you have the sea directly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, imagine New York, you know, tons of skyscrapers, but instead of having very wide blocks like that, you have you have very thin skyscrapers, only three, four apartments wide oh. sometimes. And all the roads, you know, it's not a grid; it's like completely, it's like complete chaos. You know, oh. all the streets are <laughs> overlaid on top of each other. You know, and you have trees everywhere and vegetation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, okay, you know, that, that's that's my art direction. That's where that's what, what I can use. You know, mm-hmm. like getting cyberpunk, but removing the cold. Technological aspect of it, you know, mm-hmm. making it a bit more warm. Like mm-hmm. I want the game to be a place where you can feel good to be there. You know, like you, you see a nice tree under a plaza, and you're like, wow, it seems a cool place to chill, you know, and to get uh, to get some, you know, uh, bubble tea or whatever. Yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, can you talk a little bit about the setting of the game? Uh, you know, we we've seen kind of the cyberpunk aspects of it, or is that kind of under wraps of course, at yeah. this point?
3: Um, yeah, so there is, there is one key aspect I don't, I don't want to spoil. Um, okay. So, but however, yeah, I can tell you that the game takes place near the end of the century. Mm. Um, and it's a world where Occident failed to address climate change. Oh. So, so first, yeah, like, it's major crisis everywhere. You know, you have to imagine a world a bit like uh, Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Even if you saw this movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So Occident is basically screwed up, you know, um, we were not able basically to solve that issue and especially solve, you know, the rise of automation. So. Okay. Because everything will be automated in the future. We're going to have like an incredible amount of jobs that are going to, to just disappear, you know. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. like that. Yep. And, and people think, you know, it's going to start with like low end jobs, but, but, you know, it's going to hit very soon. It's going to hit lawyers, you know, and it's going to hit doctors yeah. and people like that. Like everywhere politicians you know uh all, all kinds of jobs are going to disappear very very fast in the span of five ten years you know as soon as ai is there i mean i think you know we're like five ten years to see just self-driving car everywhere yep. on the street yep mm-hmm. so um, it's going to start by trucks you know and then of course cars and and um, taxis it's something and that's stuff like that and nobody talks about it yeah. it's completely insane yeah. like automation is, is one of the biggest thing coming to our face you know as a civilization and um, and we are not prepared like you mm-hmm. know busy uh, on busy you know fighting on petty issues instead of uh, focusing on climate change yeah. and, and that so uh, I want to paint a war like that you know okay yeah that's uh, yeah. fascinating
0: um, that's cool yeah so basically we're all gonna be either because I figure when the robots take over I that's why I'm very nice to like my Google Maps lady <laughs> yeah. Very nice, here. Because I, I, I know later they're going to be like, you know, this guy's all right. Yeah, I thank Siri um, all yeah. the
1: time whenever she helps me for something.
0: <laughs> yeah, like when when my when my uh, Google pops up and tells me there's traffic ahead, I say, thank you, robot. You know, because <laughs> I know. I know it's going to happen. Yeah, for later. Uh, uh,
3: yeah. some, people, some people actually have an existential fear of that. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, there, there is some people who fear that, you know, everything they've wrote on internet will be one day turn against them Oh AI. man, yeah. So uh, some people, yeah, some people are completely, there is a subreddit dedicated to that. And uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's fascinating. You see, yeah, some people are, are really, really terrified of the idea that, you know, one day they said something against AI and so the day they come into power, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but th- that's the thing, I feel we have to stop thinking about AI in these terms. Because AI is not fundamentally a bad thing, actually, you know. Yeah, um, it's just a tool. Mm-hmm. First, so it's up to us to like respect it and know
1: that it could be a problem, and just kind of like prepare for it and, and maybe hopefully avoid yes. it if possible. The the, the pro <laughs> well, the issues of it, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think I think you know once once the only jobs out there are robot repairman and uh, the guy who repairs the robots that repair the other robots. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> then I think, I think maybe maybe artists will actually be really valuable to the AI. Maybe, maybe they get tired of techno after a little while, and they <laughs> yeah. and they want you know they want some blues or something. You know, so yeah. I feel like yeah, exactly. if you're that's, artists, artists, you, you got a little something. <laughs>
3: that, that's where you're actually wrong on that because I thought also that artists were going to be saved. Oh, <laughs> and, and I think actually the more I'm digging it, you know, and I, the more I'm sure that. An AI will be a much better artist than most of us. Oh man! Now, I'm going to explain myself, but you know, <laughs> you, you have to imagine in your biological lifetime you only experience like what, like 900 months. You know, okay. something like that. It's it's really short when you think like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 900 months, you know, you cannot you cannot see a lot of things actually. You cannot read. You cannot read. 10,000 books, you know. Yeah. yeah. You, you cannot go to 200 countries. Oh my you cannot goodness. Speak all the languages. Yeah. You cannot, you know, you, you are limited basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and an AI, you know, can feed on internet on our giant collective knowledge that we build, we're building every day basically. Mm-hmm. So an AI, you know, you plug it on internet and a year after it has read every book available. Suddenly, you know, it's much more, well-versed than you are mm-hmm. you know, on any topic you want. <laughs> so, so Suddenly, you know, it's able to, to know exactly think about philosophy or, you know, much, much more than, than you're able to. And it can correlate all of that together through several languages, through all the authors from every country. It's completely insane, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wow. And it, so, so when you start to think about that, you realize that, you know, machines are actually starting to do that job. You know, like it, humans who are experts at um, pattern recognition, Mm -hmm. So, you know, we see things and we start to uh, recognize the patterns. But AIs are starting to become better at that. You know, machine learning is great at that. Like right now, um, AIs are doing a better job than us at at pattern recognition. So Mm. uh, for lung cancer, um, you know, a doctor, he only saw a few hundred of cases in his life, you know, a few hundred of radiologies, you know, like radio pictures, Mm -hmm. uh, X-ray picture of lungs. I mean, while an AI, you know, you you train an AI on all the X-rays, everywhere in the world you know mm-hmm. of of lung cancer mm-hmm. and so the ai have seen you know uh, two million case cases basically for, for for the ai it's very easy then to know you know when there is cancer or not because because it has the real data of two million cases before so it has so much more experience than you yeah. can have as a doctor in yeah. your hospital oh or in goodness. your place and a and better memory crazy. for those
1: cases and everything yeah
0: yeah it's and it's crazy yeah. to me to think like now with what you're saying like it doesn't rem- it makes me think like oh robots are gonna ai's i say, I like to call them robots robots are gonna <laughs> yeah, <no>. um <laughs> they're gonna know us better than we know ourselves as a collective boy you know absolutely and, and, and that, that even, even i think yeah.
3: personally because th- that's what the movie her i don't know if you saw the oh movie her yes yeah. that was a yeah. really yeah. good movie but that's a really good movie, yeah. right? And it's the first movie for me who was properly talking about AI. Mm-hmm. You know, like, n- not the scary AI that's going to rule the world, you know, but suddenly just an AI that, that you know, takes care of you, you know, an AI that's maybe more human than than both of us are, you know, in a certain way. Right, an AI yeah. that's more uh, uh, empathetical, you know, in a certain way, because we think humans, you know, we're like the summum of that, you know, the summum of empathy and, and kindness and everything are just... But, you know, we we send our old people to just, um, uh, you know, um, care houses, you know, house care. I don't know how to right, say yeah. that in English,
0: sorry. Yeah, convalescent homes or whatever. Yeah,
3: convalescent homes and everything. But yeah, you see, we, we don't really take care of everybody, you know, and there's, it's, it's hard, right? So um, when someone is has a mental illness, you know, it's very hard to help them usually. Uh, I don't know if you ever had a close relative like that, but it's, it's really hard. Mm. So I feel AI is, you know, if since you're born, you know you have an AI growing with you at the same time, you know mm-hmm. someone who's your confidant, who's always available with you, you know who curates your music for you and your taste <laughs> and everything. It, it becomes an integral part of your persona in a certain way, and it becomes hmm. you know a, a complete. um um How can I say, like an assistant for your brain, in, in, you mm-hmm. know, like like someone who's always there for you're you. You're like external way. brain basically, thinks for you a yeah. lot of times, yeah. It's, it's already what we're doing, you know, our smartphone are already yep. kind of an extension yep. of our brains, you know, and soon, I guess when you know, we just internalize that, we, we just have uh, more memory in our brain, you know, like right now, if I tell you one six seven nine four zero eight, and I ask you that number in 10 minutes, you won't remember it. Definitely. Yeah. But in the future, you, you'll be able to, you know.
0: Right. I think I already, I already lost the number. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone.
3: Yeah. So, so that's the thing we can do, I guess, in the future, we can start to record everything. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so, so it's, it's a future where, yeah, there is no purpose for being a human anymore. I mean, in the traditional sense that we have mm, today. Right. Because right now, you, we define ourselves by, by our job, right? Yep. We define ourselves by what we do or what we create. Um. And, but imagine you don't do or create anything. Like, wow. Who you are, mm-hmm. you know? Who would <sighs> be really hard? Are you your taste? what you like, what you... It becomes really weird, right? Yeah. And especially, imagine... So The Last Night takes place in a world where, you know, you can ask Netflix as many seasons, you know, of Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad as you want and it generates it for you on the fly. <laughs> and, you know, if you want someone to die earlier or you want someone, you know, to, to be saved, you, you can just ask, oh, no, no, I don't like this episode. Can you make a new one for me? <laughs> <laughs> can you just generate it on the fly for me? Yeah. So how, how do you compete as a human with that? Right? right. How do you make anything interesting or relevant? Oh because goodness. everybody has its own version. And you, how do you write anything? How do you get the funds to go outside, make a cast, record an episode of anything? It's impossible. Hmm, yeah. you, can ask, uh, you can ask 500 Colossus for uh, Colossi for Shadow of Colossus if you want to. Yeah. You know, and just <laughs> generate new levels. Oh, man. Uh, infinitely. So,
0: All based on your favorite types of things. Yeah. And, oh, man. <laughs> so
3: it can, it can feed you, you know, infinitely that way. Yeah. And, and we're starting to see that trend already. You know, like, for me, we we start to get more stuff that we can consume right now on the internet. We have so much YouTube videos mm-hmm. and, and music to Podcasts. and games to play. How, how many <laughs> games do you have in your Steam library? Oh, <laughs> lots <Yeah. laughs> Hundreds, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and how many did you never launch, basically? So, yeah, I've, that's the thing,
1: like, right? I've, yeah, like um, like 80% of them I haven't played yet.
0: <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> that Same won't happen me. with the last night. I can guarantee <laughs> definitely that. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so. Definitely, right?
3: definitely <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah. find myself. Personally, yeah, like, you're going to give me your Steam IDs and I'll check. <laughs> no, yeah. um. Well, I'll
0: be playing on yeah. Xbox One, but you know, I'll play on Steam. Okay, I'll, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll give uh, you my Steam ID. Game <laughs> time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love, I love kind of where you're coming from with the, the world building, just because I feel like good sci-fi always asks important questions yeah, about exactly humanity yes. and about how technology will affect humanity in various ways, and yes. you know. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, the that thing, makes right? me like, very excited. For me, c-
3: cyberpunk, c- cyberpunk is not about having a mechanical arm for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's about social alienation. So I- I'm not trying to make a game, you know, that feels like Ghost in the Shell or Blade Runner. I'm trying to make a game that feels like maybe more like, you know, um, Lost in Translation mm. or you know, her also is a good example yeah, for yeah. me. Um, wow. Truman Show, you know, Truman Show is a good example. Also. Yeah, that's you know, good. I'm trying to make something that makes you feel um, what it's like to be a citizen, you know. I don't want you to be around and feel like a cowboy, you know, like feel like a free agent in a world, mm-hmm. you know, that is waiting for you to f- it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to make a world where, you know, you, you might have this kind of melancholia sometimes, you know, like where uh, when you're in big cities, you know, I felt that in Hong Kong, when you travel, it happens so often, you know. You can have a million people by your window, you know, mm-hmm. and still feel completely lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I feel also that internet, you know, was supposed to connect us, and I feel sometimes, you know, it's like vinegar and oil. You know, like it doesn't mix. Like we try to make that, and actually, it's it's like splitting everybody in smaller communities. Mm. You know. Yeah. And, and, you know, echo chambers and everything. And we can start to see the impact of that, you know, on, on politics and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, isolation, like the trenches, you know, like on social networks and everything. Um, it's fascinating for me to see, you know, and I, I'm sure like someone like Orwell would have a lot to say about that. Yeah. And I feel we we are lacking uh, good anticipation work about that stuff, you know, like like what's, what's going to happen in about about how do we relate to each other in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when we all start to have like multiple online personas that completely blends with reality. So the last night is a game where, uh, yeah, you have automation, you know, so automation came. And because of that, we feel like a lack of purpose now. And, you know, so sure, we don't have to work. It's great. You know, everything is taken care of. You don't have to wake up and and be productive. But at the same time, um, yeah, maybe, you know, you need something a reason to wake up at least for some people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so definitely I wanted me to explore that aspect. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, I mean,
0: as a, uh, as, as someone who thinks that, yeah, I would love to just sit and play video games all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> after a while I would get restless doing yeah. that every day, you know, yeah. like, and yeah. just be like, what am I going to do? What am I doing with my life?
3: Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing is, I don't think we'll ever reach a state of total utopia, you know, like it doesn't happen. Like even if we give us, you know, everything we need mm-hmm. and full pleasure all the time, pleasure is not happiness. Yeah.
2: Know? Yeah. hundred percent.
3: And that's why th- that's something I want to explore. You know, that you can, you can have, you can have a lot of stuff, you know, and still be very sad deep inside you. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that, you know, we've seen the suicide of stars, even this week, right? Yeah, the mm-hmm. park guy. Yeah, you can have fame and success and recognition and, and everything, and can still completely be depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even with perfect financial safety. Mm-hmm. So the game uh, in the last night, the world of the last night, the, the game takes place in a city that is not screwed up, basically, but mm-hmm. it's not in Occident. and it's not in Asia either. So oh, okay. it's a completely new setting. And yeah, we keep that on the on the wrap okay. now. But yeah, you'll okay. know more soon about it. Nice. So it takes place in a new place, and um, and you know, uh, it's where all the big corporations basically went to, you know, to to leave all the civil wars and everything, and just create some kind of. of a new city from scratch a new government from scratch you know mm-hmm. just something that is basically almost like stateless you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something that is optimized by a, a government of ai is basically just optimizing everything making sure there is no traffic you know everything runs smoothly um, mm-hmm. you know and a- always optimizing tons of parameters to make sure that they maximize happiness and everything so it takes place in a world like that and you know everybody's living in a, a augmented world uh in that game so um you know yeah what you what you experience through um you know gamification of life i mean you know like mobile phones and everything i'm trying to make a commentary of gamification Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that I, i want i want everybody around you to basically live in that kind of alternate reality all the time so you know, when sometimes people are talking to you and they're on their phone, you know, they're mm-hmm. not really with you. It's really annoying, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- imagine that, you know, but like you're in a dinner with your friends and at the same time, they're talking to other people, you know, in their field of view. Oh, they see other yeah. People. <laughs> they're chatting, you know, there is a black mirror aspect to that, you know, so they have their feet on the side and so they're never really completely with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're always in this kind of Cloud, you know this kind of uh, second layer of reality mm-hmm. yeah it's always there you know like this kind of uh a brain multitasking, constant multitasking you have in your brain. Right. Yeah. There's um, a, and there's
0: an amazing Black Mirror episode uh, with Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard uh, where everyone's raiding each other constantly. Yes, yes. And so it completely, it's yes. like you, you, you got to keep a certain <clears throat> level of rating, oh Otherwise, gosh. you're not going to be able to like rent a car and stuff like so that. So you know what? It's actually,
3: it's actually a mechanic we have in the game since a long time before that episode. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, we, I, I wanted to explore what would happen if we start to rate each other, how do we start to behave? Oh my goodness. And I guess it would become quite horrible, you know? Yeah, Yeah,
0: everything is so completely disingenuous at a certain point, you know, because all people care about is their rating.
3: (laughs) Oh man. And and people are so entitled to their opinions, you know, that I feel it could be a total disaster, you know? Imagine imagine Yelp, you know, for, you know, the restaurants, you know, like to find the best places around you. Imagine Yelp, but you know the political inclination of the owner when you go there. Oh, man. And, you know, the owner is, like, you know, far right or far left, you know. And depending on that, you know, I guess some people will be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to throw money at that guy, you know, I don't want to support his view or whatever. Like, right. It's it's, it's it's interesting because it's it's something we had since a long time, actually. And I feel it's getting more and more relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, you probably heard, you know, everything, all the controversy that happened after E3. Um, yes, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it, it's crazy in a way. Like, it's... it's um, it's it's kind of I mean, forcing you know, kind of a, a point I'm trying to make with you yeah. Here, so it's
1: it's um, strangely connected to some of the themes you've talked about. It's it's actually yeah. fascinating. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: yeah. Definitely. Well, Tim, I I give you five stars. Yeah, five out of five. You're five out of five. <laughs> you. Yeah, i <laughs> the high rating. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah, five <laughs> out
3: of five guys. Nice! Yes. So everybody's living in that world, that mm-hmm. augmented world, you know, but the main character cannot access to that. Okay. And, and because of that, you know, he's going to nurture, you know, and feed his frustration basically, because, you know, mm-hmm. he can be part of this world. Like he's, he's living a bit more like us today, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm using this character as a vessel, you know, for us to, to enter this crazy future. So I can't just drop you, you know, in the shoes of someone who's used to all that tech. So I need to right. give you someone who's a bit more like us today. Yeah. And and then, you know, you can feel the contrast with that world, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, this character cannot enjoy that. And because of that, you know, he feels a bit, um, yeah, he's, he's a bit, you know, depressed and, and he feels the world is kind of pointless. So uh, he's going to want to act upon that, you know, and to make a change. So, yeah, he's going to meet some questionable characters <laughs> along the way, you know, and, and try to make that happen. So, yeah. That's awesome. That, that the plot, basically. Um, of course, it would be much more than that. And it's, it's it's a lot more subtle than what some people can imagine. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we, we don't try to make a dogmatic game at all, actually. Like I'm trying to, just to paint a portrait of the future, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't
1: want to tell people what to think. You just want to like exactly. help them think. But let yeah. them exactly. come to their own conclusions.
3: Yeah. Science fiction is not, it's not about predicting the future. It's like what it could be, not what mm-hmm. it will be right mm-hmm. so although it ends up being
1: like, right a lot of times like if you look at star trek yeah. the next generation everyone's walking around with what looks like an ipad and now you know <laughs> ipads are a real thing you know it's crazy <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
3: so uh, yeah that's that's the game yeah uh there is so much more to say but yeah
0: um uh, yes, guess we, i'm sure <laughs> mm, i
3: well, guess another time we can have you on
0: again like
1: maybe closer to the release that'd be awesome like oh, yeah. yeah we would love yeah. to
0: have you back anytime could
1: be
3: really cool yeah
0: awesome yeah so um Alright, well, if you if you leave the audience with one last thought about the game, what, what sums it up?
3: Um, <clears throat> yeah, don't expect a game like the one you're used to, basically. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're okay. trying to play something that blends different genres together. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to pick the best of each genre, so, you know, I'm trying nice. to get the cool situations of point-and-clicks, but I don't want point-and-click gameplay, you know, I want real, proper, real-time action. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to get the best pieces of everything and i'm trying to make something completely new so um yeah i hope i hope you know in the end we get something that's up to um, my own expectation first you know and then expectation of yeah know, everybody but yeah uh, i feel you know i feel really good about that i feel we have something that's completely unique you know and every day we work on that and it's um, it's amazing yeah yeah Crazy.
0: that is fantastic awesome. also the last night coming out hopefully sometime in 2018 um on pc and xbox one and mac and linux yeah in the future um yeah so super excited for this game uh yeah. can't wait especially yeah, even more you excited
1: after this interview like i was excited from uh, the, yeah. the visual <laughs> se- side of things but now kind of knowing you know what's going on in your brain while you're coming up with the the story and everything I, i'm i'm incredibly excited so
3: yeah <laughs> thank you thank you so much it's it's uh, it's so cool to yeah to just hear that
0: all right. End of the show plugs for men and women. There and, inclusive and, plugs and
1: AI, you know?
0: And, <laughs> and AI. Yeah, inclusive plugs for uh for AI as well. Yes. Um so you can keep up with us at SPFVGS.com. Um where can people keep up with you guys, uh Tim? <clears throat>
3: So we have a, an official studio account on Twitter. I guess Twitter is the best way. Yeah. Okay. We, it's, it's where we post everything, you know. And we try, we try to not be corporate. So we try to have personal Twitters, you know. So mm-hmm. if you if you really want the corporate stuff, just sign up to the newsletter. Okay. We don't spam at all. We just send basically the trailers, you know. So next trailer, next time we, we have something big, we send it to you. But we don't spam you with every little news, you know. Okay. But and if you what's, know, is you know, it Odd Tales you know, Games? is that the, the well, twitter games is a twitter account yeah okay okay uh, yeah but yeah th- this one is the corporate one if you want to know more just follow me on twitter at team okay and, okay and yes um you know we we i, I think i I'll, sh- I'll do very quickly um very soon sorry I, i'll do a, a post-mortem and like a, a making off as a trailer to explain a bit more how it's oh, nice. made and, and explaining the visual style more in depth you know so yeah so if you want to to see that
0: just yeah yeah, me. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. I just followed all right. you right
1: now while we we're recording, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. So um definitely head over there follow odd tales follow tim Soray. um and then yeah keep up with us sbfegs.com uh you can find links to our episodes youtube channel social media discord facebook and twitter uh as well as sbfegs merchandise we have our pizza always wins t-shirt on amazon of course yeah and more um, so to come soon go, by the way more to come soon so that is exciting stuff um yeah and um You can head over to our subreddit at sbfvgs.reddit.com to submit news stories that you want us to discuss on the show. Um, Support the show by leaving an iTunes review or by signing up for a Gamefly membership, gameflyoffer.com slash sbfvgs. Uh, Very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. Mm. Um, (laughs) Mike's not here, so I'll... I'll Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. mm, (laughs) Um, You can uh, follow the show on Twitter at SBFEGS Podcast. I'm Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. Tim is Tim Soray. That's S-O-R-E-T for our American friends who don't know how to spell French things. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you can friend us on PSN under those same names, except for Mike who's taco underscore Douglas, um, and join the SBF VGS PS4 community and the official Destiny clan. Um, oh yeah. And uh, That's of a- course, uh. Yeah, well, we're playing some Destiny Two today, probably with well uh, today you know, being three weeks in the of past this recording. For- yes, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, definitely because of the uh, Destiny Two beta, mm. fun stuff. So, um, but yeah, anyway, super special thanks again to Tim Saray for being here. <laughs> thank you so much.
3: Thank you, thank you, guys.
0: All right, and that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode Seventy Five. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more five-star rated game developers <laughs> 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 on gaming. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hit, us, hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye,
2: Goodbye.
3: i don't know you but i don't jump that much in my life <laughs> you don't so you decided, don't jump yeah. up
0: and like pull yourself onto the next floor by hand so we do that here in america a lot yeah
3: that's
0: the- <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>